There's no escaping destiny, and not everyone is destined for greatness. These are their stories. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other tempting stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm Wheels. I'm Logan. I'm Lee. And I'm Greg. Tempting. You know what is my favorite favorite thing? You texted us Mm -hmm. between the last time we recorded and now, and... The push and pull of this game is like, is that, is like temptation right. by the monsters, right? Yeah, so Greg and I, so the, oh, what am I doing? I'll just read from the game. We're going to have to play it anyway. <laughs> Might as well read it, right? Yeah. Let's see, where does it say that? <laughs> so essentially what we're going to be doing is we're going to be playing scenes that are where either Lee or Logan... Uh, depending on which character's scene it is, either Anita or Blood, you will introduce a scene like, oh, this is what Anita was doing, yada yada, and then either Greg or I will essentially interrupt with how our terrors manifest in your world, and that's where the push and pull starts, and from there, depending on how in that scene Anita or Blood respond, and how Silgar and Dominique, uh, Greg and I, how we react the the human player will assign the terror player either favor or revulsion that says when ending the scene the human must consider how they feel about what just happened and reward a token of favor or a token of revulsion depending on whether they feel positively or negatively about the scene it is important that the human player consider how the character feels independently of their own feelings this is about the terror courting the human not the players uh, not players courting each other Okay. So as Logan said, uh, over time, Greg and I might be kind of fighting for for influence over you. And depending at the end of the game on how many favor or revulsion tokens Greg and I have accumulated, that will affect the ending of the game. And it's essentially like something like you end up shuffling a deck and more favor tokens means you put take some cards out or put some cards in or what have you. But anyway, essentially it's like the more revulsion we get, the more likely it is to end badly for us. The more favor we get, the more likely it is to end good for us. And by good for us, I mean our terrors, uh, you know, invade your world and (laughs) it's bad for you. (laughs) (laughs) Unless we like your terrors and then that's different. Yeah. That was rambly and long, but does the gist of it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think blood being her own sort of terror will have a very different perspective on whether you're invading the regular world is bad for her. Right, right. <laughs> Something for uh, Greg and I. Greg, do you have a copy of the PDF on hand? Sure do. Because uh, you and I will need it more than yep. Lee and Logan because we have our list of moves. You actually, did you end up with abstract no, nope, I'm humanoid. So you're I have, humanoid. Okay. I have the two under humanoid moves and then the three common. That's exactly right. 
The game is originally meant to be two-player, uh, but there is a four-player variant. The four-player variant says that we split into pairs, which kind of implies, like, one terror to one player. But I think maybe a better way to do it for our group, and given that we, with uh, Anita and Blood, already have, like, a lot of stuff, and Adamanive, I suppose, a lot of stuff established, it might make sense for it to essentially be, you know, Anita or Blood introduces a scene, and depending on how it goes... It'll either involve either Silgar or Adamanive, depending yeah. on what makes the most sense, I think. That makes sense, yeah. I figure we'll probably have the first, like, scene or two be just kind of catching up with Blood and Anita, although I maybe your your intros will, will have done that, but... I mean, it'll do some, but not... Yeah, yeah, so my idea about the intro is it's, it's literally going to be the day Blood gets on land. So nothing has mm. happened other than mm. she knows that this is a thing she has to do. Mm. and like she's meeting Anita and, and they're like you know that that first little scene is it's kind of in my head what it'll be so okay I don't think anything we do today would affect that we might even need to like so so like <clears throat> we might need to kind of do a non-linear thing where almost like your character intros take place like after these scenes because like we haven't set up Anita or Blood's relationship to the terrors yet so it might mm -hmm. be these first scenes might still be blood underwater if we want mm. oh, okay. um because we still need to get get like a reason yeah, yeah. why we're in mm -hmm. new mexico like right maybe that's just where anita lives now but i like that I, and i think doing it out of order is is okay or, or cool. you know we can play this out and then maybe change the intro a little bit we'll just have to see sure that's Aren't true we in like we're in now? El Paso. We are in El Paso. That's right. Sorry, not New Mexico. El Paso, Texas. That's right. So this is after Anita has left ODD. A good while after. Right? Yeah. Yes, because she left in the 80s, so. right? She left in the 90s. Oh, in the 90s. Yeah. And you said that Anita like ages sl more slowly now, though, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. How <laughs> I know it's difficult with a time traveler, but like, what, how old, like, is she visibly older to us or is she kind of kept in perpetual youth? I, I think she has a few more scars than last time mm -hmm. that we met up. And I think that the, the time does affect her. It just affects her at a slower rate. So she does look older, but I think most of the looking older is experience and having actually lived for a while now. Uh, mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does, yeah. Okay. So I have an idea for a good little interruption I could have to an Anita scene. So if you mm -hmm. want to say oh. what you've been up to, I can... The, the way this game works is the human sets the scene. So let's see. A scene is many things. This is from the book. A scene is many things. The first of which may... Uh, the first of which being the way in which a terror tries to court their targeted human. The scene also functions as a mean for a human to probe the terror, to see their reactions, and to try to understand the strange things happening around them. It should be a conversation between the two characters. The human will establish the scene by describing where they are and what they're doing. Then the terror will respond by using one of their moves. When a, the terror responds, do not use the name of the move. Simply describe what happens using the move as a guide. So either Blood or Anita, where do you want to say, where do you, you essentially choose like where a scene takes place and then either Greg or I will jump in and mess your life up. Let me ask Lee, do you think Anita reaches out to Blood or Blood like just knows and is on the scene? Like, 
Um, let's do this scene and then I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> because my my first inclination is to do this basically before the scene, yes. whatever it is. Yes. So what, yeah, I think what we're about to do right now is before you've talked to blood, before mm-hmm. the shit's, like, we don't know what's happening. This is, this yeah. is what's going to kick it off. Kind of looking for like a glimpse of like, what what's Anita up to before shit goes bad? And, <laughs> yeah. then, I'll, and then we'll see shit going bad at her birthday party or whatever it is. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm going to just let me know when you want to interrupt. But uh, so Anita wakes up in basically nowhere. Is El Paso mostly desert? It's like mountainy, I think. Arid mountains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see, I see mountains in the back. Okay. So then in that case, she definitely has a mountain house that is far like it's near enough to civilization that she can go get groceries and stuff but far enough away that she doesn't have to be bothered far I, far enough to get a reputation as a hermit <laughs> even oh, if absolutely. she's not probably absolutely. absolutely yeah and yeah she's not really not like intentionally but she has sort of checked out for a while uh she's walking into town to get groceries and we see a little vignette of as she's walking out there are like individual little traps set near the house and one of them has snared one of the giant Mm. plants oh cool she doesn't even care it's just like okay that's just a mental check uh and then walks into the city and is shopping for groceries the day goes by normally you get all your stuff and you're carrying your bags back it's been a bit and you're carrying your bags back from the city and I imagine even if you get a ride there or you drive or, or what have you, I imagine at the end, you know, you're secluded enough where you have to stop somewhere and then walk some to your house, I imagine. Yeah. And so in that final walk with your bags, it's like you didn't you were in a part of the kind of the woods up here that already seemed very quiet and peaceful to you. And then it's like someone turns the volume down like three notches still. Mm. And it's like, everything is still the wind stops and ahead of you, like very far ahead of you, but close enough where you can still see um, what the figure is. I kind of imagine there are like trees on both sides of like a dirt path, um, kind of like straight and angled up. And at the very end is just this heavily scarred, old old ox standing very very far away from you and it kind of just stops right in the middle of a path and locks eyes with you um i have that thing well it's pretty outside the realm of the possibility that ox can just end up here but i'm still like this has a normal explanation probably it's not like the thing in the snare <laughs> so i think it's that thing of like this is a potentially dangerous animal right and she has her hands full (laughs) so she's just like uh hey buddy it's pretty it's pretty far away do you get close to it so that it'll that it's can can hear you speaking at that volume or you yelling hey buddy (laughs) (laughs) i okay i think that she does like a, a insignificant spell to just have like shelves to put the bags on but they are just floating in the air now Uh and so she like tiptoes forward and as soon as it's like within earshot hey buddy (laughs) 
now that you're close, you can see that it is the same. And 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 maybe it's even hard to remember because mm-hmm. it's been a long of time. the time movement and just time passing. But I imagine it's hard to forget um, yeah. that ox that you you had that connection with in the roots in in Slayers, along with uh, the bear and the wolf. But it's that ox, and you don't know how it ended up on the surface, but it's here, and, you know, unlike before, where it, like, seemed kind of friendly to you, and, you know, it welcomed your, uh, it welcomed your touch and all of those things, this time, uh, as it sees you approach and and hears you, it kind of, not, like, kicks uh, violently, but kind of, like, kind of roughs its foot into the into the dirt like a little bit. Oh, like a warning kind of thing? You're not sure. You think it might be, and that's when it just like as as much as an ox can dart, it just darts off back into the woods like what? Hey. And it's and it's gone. I think that's I think that's all the scene that's all uh the interruption I had for now. <laughs> and I have to award either I don't think revulsion is what was the other one? Um favor. I guess favor is the is the one I'll be giving here cuz she is not revolted in any way and is intrigued is the be the point that I would give were I able to. <laughs> and I think like the thing that keeps piquing your interest the kind of postscript to that scene is that like you keep finding signs that the creature is like still there in your vicinity that like, and maybe that it has been for a while and that it didn't mean to get caught out. Like it did, like Mm. it's been trying to watch you and it didn't mean to get spotted. But like now that you know, it's there and you know to look for it, you find, you know, you find, uh, tracks that with like, uh, footprints that are definitely ox, but they're too big. (laughs) (laughs) So it's clearly this thing that's still there. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is located. It is like all of that sign that is there is all located like around your place. I think that's, that's how the the scene will end. And I have marked that I have one favor. I I have some addendums if, if you'll allow me. Yeah. So first, uh, she undoes all the other snares that are around, so the ox doesn't get caught in those, because mm. they're not like pleasant traps to be in. Right. And yeah, I think she probably walks to the well in the back of the mm. of the house, and uh, I don't know if there, is there like blood. Is there a feeling that we can like exchange with wells? Like, can she just sort of say like, "Hey, this is weird." Do we have have we had any contact between last time and this time? Philadelphia operator operator, get me Philadelphia 515 sunken Atlantis. <laughs> um I think no. Okay. I think what happened was that night at the pond, things sort of broke bad in the in the deep. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, things had been weird for a while. And the powers that be had been trying to close off the depths from the rest of the world anyway. And so blood is kind of part of a movement that's like, no, we kind of can't. That's not like we are a part of this world. We can't just like abandon it to its fate or whatever. But it's like, 
I, f- I feel like it's kind of like a dangerous thing. Like she can't just be contacting Anita, you know, yeah. whatever. It literally is. It has to be at the pond or it doesn't work. Because gotcha. it's the only place that she can find that like they can't keep her from the magic of that. So in that case, I think that there's just a knowing look on the well of like, oh, so close and yet so far away. Yeah. Mm. And then she... And then Anita goes inside and does what I just did, which is to Google what do oxen eat <laughs> and then make a collection <laughs> of different kinds of grasses and put them in a little receptacle right outside her house. How do you think that you like if you need to that Anita could get in contact with with blood to get blood out? Uh, go to Bud's Pond. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the only way. I, th- I think it would have to get pretty rough before she did that, because last time I mean, like, I think. The fact that Blood hasn't contacted her just cemented in her head like, okay, actually, I shouldn't have done that. Um, Shouldn't have reached out. Got my friend in trouble. Not going to do that again. (laughs) Yeah. Do we want to do a Blood and Silgar scene then to say like where, like see what Blood is up to and then interrupt that with some Silgar stuff? Yeah. Yep. So I think where we'll be with Blood is she's... um, she has spent the intervening years since the night in the pond gathering allies to her side that are people like her that think the denizens of the dips have to be a part of the world and they have to, you know, like we've talked about magic is kind of, you know, coming back and like all this stuff that's happening and she's like, you know, whatever it is, like, we can't just let, we can't leave the humans up there to just whatever they decide, decides our fate too. Like, this isn't a way to live our lives. She feels like whatever happens is going to affect them either way. So I think probably she's just kind of going about her day and maybe she's like just left a meeting, like a clandestine meeting with her friends to be like... <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to, you know, whatever, whatever kind of plans they're trying to make. So I can better imagine it. What does, like, is it like a bubble city or is it just like you're all just underwater and there's just like buildings made of coral? Like what, what, what should I be imagining? Yeah, no, I kind of imagine it more like Little Mermaid, but grimdark. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like it's all, you know. It's the original VHS cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the, with the with big the dildo. The <laughs> <laughs> um. oh, oh, and one thing I didn't mention is that, like, any of us who aren't either the terror or the human setting up the, the scene can... Um, are encouraged to play any uh what what you know npcs as it were oh, cool. so mm. if you need if you need other if you need like logan and i to fill in characters i should have mentioned that before yeah Logan's scene, but so just yeah, like imagine you know corals and and things but it's it's not colorful like little mermaid you know it's it's dark and mm-hmm. you know kind of grimy i i think you would say um more more in's mouth and less uh right tinkerbell i don't know <laughs> Um, so yeah, so she's just kind of, she's left that and she's going back to like wherever she stays and just kind of on her own swimming through the water, doing her thing. Swimming through the water 
I think is when you notice that there is a school of fish that is swimming very erratically off in the distance. Like, you're used to sort of like the swooping and swirling, but they're like swooping and stopping and then turning at weird angles. And mm-hmm. Like they're running into something or like they're just jerking around. They don't know what to do. You and both not, are equally as possible. Not sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would go check that out. See what's going on. As you get closer, you are seeing them. They are swimming around in the sort of weird jerky, horrific pattern around what looks to be a recently sunken ship. I mean, recently meaning like newish metal ship and not old mm. wooden ships. Oh, okay. Like a submarine? Like a battleship or yeah, something. Yeah, like a battleship. Or like okay, okay. A cargo ship or something. Yeah. Okay. How big is it? It looks, it looks, you probably would have guessed that, I mean, having some interaction, that it was probably a smaller, like, yacht, enough to have, like, 10, 15 people on it. Yeah, I think she would probably take a little peek at you inside of there. <laughs> um, as you're in the fishes, the, the fish continue swimming in. And once you're there, you can see that they aren't right. You get the fish. Fish should be shaped in a certain way to be <laughs> fish. Yeah, all fish and shaped. They're yeah. shaped in a way that they shouldn't be shaped to be fish. There are dents in them in weird ways. There are weird shapes. And they are swimming in and around a what seems to be a... Uh, encapsulated black box for airplanes, but this is like the ship. Mm-hmm. Like, there's clearly a, a log and a record here. They call it a Blackbeard's box. They call it a Blackbeard's box. <laughs> they call it the Davy Jones box. <laughs> Davy Jones boxers. Blood has no idea. I mean, she doesn't have any context for what this is, but she also isn't completely in the dark because she has tried to know things about the above world as much as she can, but like obviously that not only is that hard, but it's also kind of scary and she doesn't she's just not sure how to do it and she's not good at it. So she she's like in her brain she's like, yeah, I know what's going on up there. Like I keep up with the times. But she's looking at this and she's like, I I like that. I can't. I don't even have a starting place for what to say. <laughs> what the fuck it is that I'm looking at? I don't know what this is. I don't know which part of the Dewey Decimal System, I, which 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 cap, which shelf I should even look on. Yeah, I think what comes to her mind is she knows. She realizes like all of a sudden that she knows so little. She doesn't even know what she doesn't know. She's just like. Oh shit! When you're when you're the thing that nobody knows about that they don't know that they don't know, <laughs> and you find out you don't know you don't know something. Jeez, the, the ego. I should leave room for for Silgar to finish the scene if if Greg you want to do more. But I was gonna say that maybe the cliffhanger is that 
blood goes to find Anita for, to ask for help of this, but when she gets out of the pond, she finds Anita is like driving up already there. Like, <laughs> what? Why are you here? I actually think that's kind of perfect. Where she like, yeah. she's just like, oh, I I only know one way to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the question is, is do you take the thing? Um. Okay. So here's here's what I think I would do. Um. So it's just like they're running into that. That's what's happening. They, whenever they f- swim around it, mm-hmm. they are horribly affected by it. It's like they're caught in a whirlpool or a trap set by this. But thing. it's not killing them. It's just doing something no, to them. Okay. It's just mutating them. Or yeah. so they're getting even stranger the longer they're around the thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh. That's cool. I, they're like getting less hydrodynamic, but still moving at the yeah. same speed. I imagine that's yeah. cool. So she, um, she wouldn't touch it. I don't think if she sees that happening. She's not gonna be like, yeah, get my mitts on that. <laughs> oh yeah, blood's one to say. No. Oh, I don't want to get mutated. <laughs> She's older and wiser. <laughs> um, but she absolutely is not gonna leave it there. <laughs> so she. She goes off um, a, just like a little ways away and like there's some seaweed, kelpie kind of, you know, whatever. And she sort of fashions like a, a sack to hold it in. And she just sort of wraps it up in that in hopes that not physically touching it will provide her some sort of slight. Some lead-lined kelp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, as you... I don't like it. You can stop talking. <laughs> As you wrap it up and pull it out and start to take it away, mm-hmm. all of the fish start reverting back into it. Oh, okay. Well, that makes her feel better. Blood leaks her eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think what happens here is she definitely just... I mean, she, she just doesn't know... She feels like the way of the world has just landed on her that she's been saying for years that things are happening and that you know they need to be a part of it and they need to know about it and she can just feel something like like how you can feel a storm in the air or smell rain and she's just like I don't know I don't know but this is we're, we're done with talking like it's <laughs> it this is it I'm going I imagine too it's like oh I've been talking about all this uh, pay attention to the surface stuff, but I haven't actually like been up <laughs> yeah, there yeah, for a full <laughs> year since 1870 <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, uh, I've been talking the talk. Now I guess I have to walk the walk. So she's yeah. just like, "All right." How inconvenient. I know. <laughs> so she just um, she heads for the place where she knew that the pond was that ri- rift in her existence and. How does Anita get to her side of the pond? Does Anita drive or does Anita have to get a ride? Oh, Anita can drive now for sure. For okay. sure. She's She was uh, like in that time in her life where she was so dependent on ODD that she was trapped yeah. there. That was like a big journey of like, okay, well, it's just going to be me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she could definitely, and she has her own car. It's nothing special, but I mean, it gets her from point A to point B and that's all she needs it to do. So Anita's Chevy Impala pulls up right, yep. <laughs> right at the same time as. <laughs> She's gonna write down Chevy Impala. 
<laughs> right, right as uh, right as blood emerges from the water. Yeah, I guess yeah, I have to give a uh, favor or. Um, oh yeah, revulsion. What's the other one? Revulsion is revulsion. the other one. Yeah. Revulsion. Oh, revulsion. A hundred percent. Eat shit, Silgar. <laughs> you shouldn't have turned everything all weird if you didn't want me to think you were weird. <laughs> oh, don't worry. <laughs> oh, I've got I've got weird coming too. <laughs> don't you worry, Logan. Oh my. I guess it's, I guess worry. we'll switch. It won't necessarily be just Silgar and blood and Amiga right. and Adamant. Yeah, It'll yeah. Mix up. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast or email us at hi at VRE.show. Check out our website at VRE.show for a listening guide, links to everyone's Twitter, and our shop for some neato merch. If you want to help us out, you can rate and review the show or just tell a friend about us. And if you enjoy what we do, consider backing us on Patreon. We release a bonus show each month along with a bunch of other extras. Check that out at patreon.com slash VRE. To all our patrons, thank you very much for supporting us. Yeah, thank you. Um, Wheels, yeah. I lost my shit at work today. Like, <laughs> I was just sitting there and I listened to the thing and like I was shaking. It was so Aww. good and I was so excited about it that yeah, my whole yeah. body was just like. <sighs> yeah, the listener will have, will have already heard the intro in yeah. the last episode, but Wheels doing that intro for Adam and Eve. It's such so a good. it's such a nice so like I walked in for dinner and there's like a little giraffe napkin <laughs> folded and I don't even know how to make a little giraffe but damn if it's not there I'm ready to eat. <laughs> Thanks Logan. I don't know what that means but I'm sure it's a compliment. Um search search uh, your heart. Th- you know. Like, <laughs>